Listening to coverage of the NCAA tournament live from Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and O on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. We are live from Buffalo Wings and Rings here at 68th and O. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. I've, I've, I've scoped the room. I think most people are wearing some green. We've got some green beers being drinking here. So it's a good start here. I'm Jake Bokovan. He is Nate Brennan. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, and we're enjoying some basketball so far. We'll run down the scores uh, before we jump into some discussion here. Uh, the current game's going on. Looks like Richmond and Iowa. There's a, there's a Richmond man at the line. He's going for some free throws. Looks like Richmond might take the lead in the locker room. It's tied at 28 right now with eight seconds to go in that ball game. Tennessee, the three seed up on the 14 seed, Longwood, 58 to 32. Somewhat of a, a pick for, I've, I've seen some people pick that one for the surprising upset. That's not going well so far. Mostly nobody picked Norfolk State to beat Baylor. The one seed against the 16 rarely happens, only ever happened once. Rico says he did, but I don't believe him. <laughs> anyway, Baylor up 80 to 47 with about two minutes to go there. Uh, so all the, those are all the games in action at this point. One just wrapped up the 8-9 game for Boise State in Memphis. Boise State uh, was trailing by a large margin throughout that game. Came back to make it close in the end, but in the end, Penny Hardaway gets his first NCAA tournament win with a 64-53 victory over Boise State. Providence, a 66-57 victor over South Dakota State. Uh, so uh, apologies. That was, an, uh, that was a big upset special for a lot of people as well. And a lot of Lincolnites yeah. were cheering for Charlie Easley, the former Husker, former Pius grad. Uh, and then opening up things today, Michigan outlasted Colorado State 75-63, to and my bracket was busted. It was no longer perfect after the first game. <laughs> well, the one thing that I didn't understand, too, is like you said, Providence was actually only a two-point favorite over South Dakota State. I know a lot of people said that they weren't ranked correctly. Whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent, I feel like a lot of people were sleeping on Providence, which... I don't really understand. I mean, for the majority of the season, they were kind of the team to beat in the Big East. Obviously, they yeah. got smoked by Creighton, which made a lot of Nebraska fans happy, uh, especially with some of our friends over in Omaha. But <laughs> I, I didn't understand that one. And then I look at the Michigan game, too, Bach, and I'll ask you this. First half looked a little rough. Obviously, turned around the second half. Vegas had Michigan as the favorite. Colorado State, obviously, the higher seed. Is this giving you more confidence or less confidence in the Big Ten? Because I know you actually were a little bit confident because you have Iowa in your final four, I believe. My Elite Eight, Elite Who's, Eight. Who, again, I, it might be a bad omen because I obviously took all Virginia schools to win the first round. Longwood <laughs> not looking great. No. Richmond also not looking great. Norfolk State not looking great. So it kind of worries me about hey, my Richmond's, Hokies. But, Richmond's uh, leading Iowa all right, so we'll take it. So, so tell me, this Michigan game, more confidence, less confidence the Big Ten? Well, I, I think I think the confidence has been growing uh, through the first round games, or no, no longer called the first round games, the play-in games uh, here the last couple of days. Of course, Indiana moved on in their tournament win to, to open up. Last night was a great game between Rutgers and Notre Dame. I believe it went to double overtime, maybe just one. Um, but in any case, 
uh, that was a fight back and forth, and, and ultimately Notre Dame did win, but uh, you still had to feel good about Rutgers there. And it kind of dawned on me, too, when I was watching Rutgers, because I tried to kind of get a, a grasp of how good is that team. You know, we kind of know uh, the pieces that are in play there. Of right. course, Nebraska played them, and I thought, yeah, they're good, but not, not too dynamic. And then I started to think, yeah, they're probably pretty much <laughs> like the best Nebraska basketball team we've had over the last 20 years. I think that's probably where they fit in. You know, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see if they could beat Petaway and, and Shields and, and Pitchford and those guys back in the day when they made the tournament. But the, but the 11 seed, it makes sense yeah. that they'd be about that good. Um, so it was, it's kind of tough to see them go down. But ultimately, um, you got to feel good if you're the Big Ten to get that Michigan win um, because they have the potential. You have to remember, they were a top-four team coming into the season, top five. One of the most talented rosters in college oh, yeah. basketball. Hunter Dickinson, a yeah, surprise to many to even return. Yeah. Uh, the top recruiting class in the nation, Caleb Houston, uh, you know, bringing that group up. But uh, they just haven't lived up to it. Been very inconsistent. Probably, and, I, and, and I'll, can, I'll still say this because some people say, um, you know, the results play out and, and, and it proves that they should have got in. I'm still picking Texas A&M over Michigan. I'm sorry. I, I think Texas A&M I probably agree. deserved to get in. I completely a agree. Bit I, I don't Michigan. like what Buzz had to say about it, but oh, I probably some would agree with him. Texas A&M probably should have been there. I didn't mind. If you saw Buzz Williams the other day, after an NIT win, um, he <laughs> gets who is it, Alcorn State. <laughs> yeah, I, Are they at one seed? They have to be at they one have seed. To be out, I'd, I'd assume so. I haven't even looked at the NIT bracket, to be honest. Yeah. I would assume that they're at one seed. As usual, that gets that gets looked over. And, and, and In fact, somebody that won an NIT game the other day was fired after the game. So, you know, My the NIT might not, quite, uh, might not quite reach as far as it needs to. But... Um, yeah, I don't. It was Buzz Williams was. I, he just sounded like he had some sort of statement, something profound to say. It took him seven minutes to say what we had all been thinking and already had already thought. It's, it's and he talked like, about all these statistics and facts that he had to back up his I argument. Know. And he said, "If you're a media member, you can have the sheet and look at it," but didn't say any of his facts or statistics. Yeah. So, what, so what? What are the fans supposed to believe? It sounds like you're just moaning and crying about it. Which yeah. Maybe you know what? Put Michigan in. <laughs> luckily, hey, but luckily Michigan won, so Jawan Howard doesn't have to be throwing any more fists, right? Well, I think that that makes the tournament intrigue a little bit higher. Is will Jawan Howard still <laughs> throw any fists at anybody? Uh, the, the longer Jawan Howard makes it in the tournament, the more I'm interested to see if a fight breaks there out. There you go. Uh, because you have to remember, it's not just uh, the Wisconsin coach he's running into trouble with, too. I mean, at the big, I think it was the, the Big Ten tournament two years ago. Uh, maybe it was three years ago where he kind of got into a scuffle as well. So uh, he's an entertaining coach. Yeah. Uh, but I think third time you're probably out i don't think he can afford one of yeah those. probably <laughs> not but so you said your bracket's already busted how you look i know i know you're nervous about iowa right now oh i'm nervous, be looking. yeah everyone else hit for the most part um, i'm assuming you had memphis i, did, I don't know yeah. anyone that had boise state i'm hoping that you had baylor i know rico said he took norfolk state which i don't know if that was a great idea and then Sorensen had Boise State. Sorensen has it he's zero and three he yeah. hasn't even won a game yet so maybe it, and guess who he did take texas Oh, so hey, maybe that'll work in my favor, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't. uh, I've only missed the Michigan game, and uh, I should have picked Michigan. But I, you know, of all the Big Ten teams that I had the least amount of faith in, it was probably Michigan. So it's good to see them get past there. Um, For what it's worth, Colorado State had a former uh, Omaha kid on that team too. I think he's their third leading scorer. Um, So so far, the Nebraska kids haven't done well. We'll see if if that uh, fortune can flip with Teddy Allen uh, here in a little bit. Let me let me go ahead and ask you this thing. I guess my best comparison would be maybe Cincinnati in the college football playoff. Obviously, it's different circumstances. Basketball is a very different game than football. But you look at Colorado State. They're the sixth seed. Michigan's the 11th seed. Before the game, Michigan is the favorite. Michigan ends up winning by, I believe, 12. 
do we need to start taking these Power 5 schools more seriously to the point that they, every Power 5 should probably be a top 10 ranked team? Because it's kind of unfair to Colorado State, right? Because Colorado State had a great season, won their conference. Yeah, top 25 going in. Top 25 team. But your first matchup is against the eighth, ninth best team in the Big Ten, which say what you will about Michigan's record being, I think it was 17 and 14 heading into the tournament. But that's a terrible matchup if you're Colorado State. And even if you insert Texas A&M, insert Rutgers, insert Notre Dame into that 11 spot, that's kind of unfair to these mid-major schools. So is it one of those situations where we need to start moving the Power Fives up? Maybe I, I don't. I, I think the ranking is fine. That, that but that's the problem when you add four more teams when you add these play-in games, right? Now you're, you're right. adding because you're adding you know four more power conference teams, power six here in in college basketball because you have to include the Big East with, with what they've done over the last several years. I mean throughout their history, but especially the new Big East right. has still right. been able to prove it. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean I could definitely see that. I it does take away a little bit of the Cinderella run, right? When Syracuse makes the Final Four. Uh, as an 11 seed, UCLA last year. Yeah, you're I mean, still like, on. well, that's not really Cinderella. It's exactly. just a team that underperformed throughout the year and then exactly. gets hot. But who knows? Maybe Michigan can do it. I do agree. It makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, but uh, you know, unless it's completely lopsided, and I don't, I think they did a really good job of setting the bracket up this year. And I don't know if it would have been difficult to fail because there's you know so much parity in the sport. Mm-hmm. But unless there's like a really easy region, usually. You're going to have to beat some good teams if you're going to make a run, you're regardless. Right. So, um, you know, you can kind of complain about your first-round draw, but, um, you know, I, I think ultimately the goal is, if, you, if your goal is just to get to the Sweet 16, which, my God, that's a great goal to be one of the 16 teams <laughs> remaining playing um, first or second round, you're going to have to go through some teams that earned it. But there's something to be said for these mid-major schools or maybe a, a South Dakota state or, I don't know, what wh- who else is sitting around that range? Maybe a Montana state playing Michigan. I mean, there's just so, there's so many schools that you get one tournament win, that's huge for the program. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oral Roberts last year alone You're made a big Oral millions. Guy. I love Oral Roberts, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Turn me up. Yeah, but it's that means so much for those schools going to the Sweet 16. If Michigan goes to the Sweet 16, especially starting the season, what top five in the country? Yeah. This is a failure. I mean, this is, a, this is a failed season in a sense. If you ask Jawan Howard, he'd probably tell you that if they get bounced in the second round. And, and for Colorado State, it's if you win a tournament game, this is one of the biggest moments of program history. I know I saw the, st- the stat. They hadn't made the tournament since, what, 2014? Yeah. So, I mean, just making it alone. So I, I just Shout think, out Tim Miles back in the day. <laughs> I just think <laughs> it's just kind of unfair. I, I feel bad for some of these schools. I really do. Yeah, but I don't know how you fix it, though. Would you like to move Michigan up in the seating and drop one of those schools, and then ultimately they get in kind of the same matchups? Do you want, you know, Colorado State? That's a high seed for Colorado yeah. State with six. Um, so, but I mean, you, you played, ultimately you played, uh, what 17 and 14 team. If you think, but it's you, a if you think you're a top 25 team though, you're right. You're right. But again, it's still a big 10 school. It is. It and is I, and I'm not saying, I don't know what the solution is because what are you going to do? Just pin mid majors against each other, pin yeah. the power five against each other and then let them duke it out. I don't really think that's the solution either. I just feel for a team like Colorado state, which like you said, top 25 team for the majority of the season, 
your draw is Michigan in the first round? That just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily fair, but none of it really is. It's no. all just a bunch of teams. That's drawn. why you always say the best team doesn't win. Yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't believe it will, and I, I wonder if it will happen this year. If if you have to say, if anybody besides the one seed wins this year, will you agree with me that the best team didn't win, or do you think there's still too much no. parity that a two or three seed still, still counts as the best? I team? still I say one, two, or three seed, you will have the best team win because I look at Kentucky at the two, who I have in a couple brackets that I've made winning in the tournament. And I've seen a lot of people taking Tennessee, actually. I've, want, I've ran through my oh, pools yeah. to just kind of get a read of who everyone's taking. Lots of Gonzaga, lots of Arizona, a couple Baylors, Kentuckys. But I've also seen a decent amount of Tennessee. So if Tennessee runs the SEC, obviously won the SEC, and it goes on to win the tournament, are you really making the argument they're not the best team in the, in the country? Um, I think it's hard to argue against that. But I guess my problem is that they don't have to run through the gauntlet, right? If, if Gonzaga loses to Memphis, you know, this weekend, then you don't have to beat the number one overall seed. And I suppose that's usually the case in, in certain playoffs as well. I mean, obviously the NFL playoffs play off that way. Right. That's my argument in all playoffs, though, is that playoffs are not the way um, to, to crown the best team. That's why I love college football. The regular season uh, kind of, you know, has a bigger impact on what, you, you know, it's not like... 64 teams get the same equal chance, to, or 68 teams, I suppose. That's a little different, maybe, there for. I do, but okay, teams, but, but let's say the 68th ranked team in the country in football plays Alabama. Come on. You really yeah. want to see that? No, I don't. Exactly. See, that's the thing. It's just different. I, I just, it is different. It's very different. But you can't argue that Georgia State, if Georgia State goes on the run, you think they're the best team in the country? But has know. a team like that, when's the last time a team like that actually won? The whole thing? The whole thing. It oh, happens man. very, yeah. very rarely. Yeah. And that's what I've said to you. It doesn't always work out that way. But more often than not, the best team wins. And I think it, there's, you can look at the one seeds, the two seeds, and the three seeds this year, and you could say the best team in the country won. <laughs> I, I can. But that's I think it would be hard to say if Tennessee wins the SEC and then, win, and then goes on to win. It, it's hard to tell me that I, I would be very hard-pressed for you to tell me that they're not the best team in the country. Well, it's, I don't know what your argument would be. Well, just like a, a Gonzaga or a Baylor, these teams, a defending champion like Baylor, you know, Arizona. I mean, there, there's also injuries that play into it, so that's always Absolutely. there, and that's in, in the case for Baylor in Arizona. Um, but you know, I, I just, especially when you have these arguments, like the magic of March Madness and March Mayhem comes comes into play, right? Like the like a. a, a buzzer-beating, banked-in three from Ron Harper Jr. the other night. <laughs> Ultimately, it doesn't win the game for him. But if it but did, it's awesome. does that make them better than Rutgers? Or better than Notre Dame? Uh, I, I don't know. So, I mean, that's the But that's it filters it itself all. out. It filters it. Regardless of who won that Rutgers-Notre Dame game, I understand it's March oh, Madness. Anything can happen. Example. Things are crazy. What's their ceiling? Sweet 16? Elite eight, right. maybe if you get lucky, those teams aren't going to win the national championship. But like Villanova, who's on the two line, just an example. If they lose in that similar fashion uh, to Loyola Chicago in the second round, that doesn't mean they're not the best team in the country. It means that they they just got Again, unlucky. That, that's my point. Is it, at the end when we get to the final four, it filters out. I think it filters out. No, if you gave, if you had a best of seven series, I think that's probably the best right, way yeah. to judge these teams. If you had oh, a best yeah. of seven series, Villanova would probably win in what five, six, maybe. But I think once you get to the final four, your best teams are there. 
Yeah, it's an interesting discussion, and, and, and it seems to play out one way or the other, uh, you know, somewhere around 50-50% of the time where, the, where what I would consider the best team in the nation uh, goes on to win it. or You know, but so it just kind of depends on kind of where you fall there. Like I said, the best team I've ever seen in my life, I, I believe, and, and maybe this is, you know, going back to when I was a kid, so maybe I, I'm a little bit filtered here, but when Shane Battier and Jay Williams and that Duke team with Mike Dunleavy <laughs> and Carlos Boozer lost to oh, UConn. Oh, my goodness. I still think that's the best team. I don't think they're, they were worse than UConn. I think UConn got them that day. I don't know. <laughs> then when you say this, because now you're going to make me say that Indiana team with Cody Zeller, Victor Aladipo, Christian yeah. Offord, that was the best team. But at right. the end of the day, Tom Crean's your coach. You lose in the Sweet 16. They're not the best team in the country. For what you it's can't worth, say it. It, as, as, much as, as much teams as they include compared to the other sports, it works out probably proportionately at least – to the NFL playoffs or, you know, like you said, the MLB is a little different. NBA playoffs, I think, just have it perfected, right? Because, and, and part of it is just kind of the way it works out. Like Major League Baseball, baseball is a sport where you can go on a little bit of a run in a five-game series. Absolutely. And the worst team in baseball with a few <laughs> good pitching days can beat the best team in baseball. Absolutely. So it doesn't work as well, the seven-game series in baseball, but it's as good as I think we can get. For basketball, it really seems to kind of, work out that way i think it's the best truest way to find the best team is nba basketball seven game series but all these other examples again the nfl you had two four seeds in the super bowl this year i don't not necessarily sure if those are the best teams uh, playing. i would say the rams were probably the best team in the nfl <laughs> I, I i'm serious i took them before the season i think they were the I most well-rounded team too. they made a move to get von miller in the middle of the season i think they're the best team in the nfl did they win their division uh they did it was a four seed one, two, three, four seed all Yeah, they the might have, they barely did at the end because yeah, Arizona crashed at the end. I don't remember that. Shocker. Now. Who would have yeah. thought? Who would have uh, seen that coming? That, but also, Bach, you have to realize at the end of the day, it comes down to money, too. In fiscal year 2021, the NCAA de- generated $1.15 billion in revenues. Without billion. March Madness, without March Madness, I don't think that that is nearly as high. Oh no, this is their biggest money. Grab. It is yeah. out of anything that the NCAA does. March Madness is it, and without the allure of these small schools that have a chance, I don't think you get anywhere close to that. No, I mean it is the best two days of the year and the sports calendar. I mean we're all having fun. I even know people that aren't necessarily basketball fans that really can 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 get can glue themselves to the TV Absolutely. for these days. So uh, there's no doubt about it. I'm not complaining about it. I just I don't necessarily think it's the fairest way. But again, I don't necessarily think there is really a fair way unless you just take the two best regular season teams of every sport. So you're and put the, them the old BCS, the old BCS. Oh, that's terrible. Did you? So you liked the BCS? I did. Maybe oh, maybe awful. less computers oh, and, and more uh, the eye test. Best. More of the eye. <laughs> yeah, you want the eye test. The eye test is against Nebraska too. another championship, doesn't it? Uh, the BCS actually gave Nebraska a chance at a championship that the eye test wouldn't have given them <laughs> in 2001. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I, the 14 playoff is, is fine how it is. Uh, it keeps the regular season very important. But this is this type of tournament really minimizes the regular season for college basketball, doesn't it? It regionalizes it, at least. I watch Big Ten basketball. You know, you could be more of a, a college basketball fan and, and watch all the games that are on. I get that. But most, mostly, 
it's a regionalized sport, at least within conference, for, for you know, the viewership. And then once you get to the tournament, then you start, everybody acts like they were, uh, they've been watching all along. And they're, <laughs> they, you the bracket's going to be perfect. Right. Yeah, everybody's an expert by the time the brackets <laughs> you come out. But really, right. you've been watching your team uh, go up against their schedule. Um, and I guess that's just less so the case, you know, in like a college football where it's, it's easier to watch all the game or NFL, uh, NFL red zone, all that stuff makes it a little bit easier. Um, but in any case. And that's what I didn't like, too, is everyone was saying South Dakota State. Well, why? Tell me one South Dakota State game that you've watched. Providence <laughs> is playing in primetime every other week. Yeah. I've seen plenty of Providence. What? And that's what I hate when people South do Dakota that, too. State was like one people of the say that. three-point shooting teams in the nation. Okay, but People again, like three-point shooting the teams The eye test, The yeah. eye test. Who's seen the eye test from South Dakota State? No one knows. No one knows. And, no one knows. And again, for what it's worth, too, and this is no res- disrespect to Charlie Easley, who was just on the uh, the show, <laughs> or was. the, the, the uh, station a couple days ago, but I don't I don't envision him shooting 40% from beyond three in the Big Ten. He didn't, you know, he didn't, yeah. and he didn't get as many minutes right. to play at South Dakota State. So right. it's, a, it's a different level, and, and certainly um, there is a part of that of these teams playing up. You know, I don't, I don't know if all, the, the Cinderella that makes a run – that's what makes the tournament so fun is that would they do that Absolutely. mid-season. There's a, there's a story arc for every one of these teams if you follow them closely, and it's fascinating. But then you'd have to follow 68 teams closely, <laughs> never mind all the other teams that were on the bubble and your own team, in the case of Nebraska, <laughs> because they weren't close. That's just a lot to do. But in any case, it's fun for today. I did want to bring this up, too, because it's been getting some acknowledgement from the fans, even Mark Cuban calling it out, asking if, the NCAA is using those $6 Walmart balls uh, in the NCAA tournament <laughs> right now because they're bright orange. I haven't seen what is that? that bright of an orange of a basketball outside of those $6 Walmart balls that you go, and those are the outdoor balls, right? <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Um, At that point, just go to the ABA or the money ball, Yeah, right? yeah. Just go to the, the red, white, and blue if you're going to do that. Absolutely. It's, they're terrible. And for someone, I'm, I'm colorblind, so now I can't see the ball. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't know if they're terrible. They're actually, for what it's worth, I don't like them. They are Wilson's uh, new and improved ball. They're they're kind of a, a break off of the Evolution ball, which we were talking oh, about yeah. earlier. Absolutely. Um, you can't buy them in stores. They're the Evo NXT, is what they're called. You can't buy them in stores. Can't buy them. Who's in the stores marketer yet? for that one? <laughs> yeah, great. Come on. Yeah, good, good Our idea. Our NCAA ball, the new one. Go get it right now yeah. at Dick's Sporting Goods. Let's Who get it. Let's get everybody to one. notice the ball. So we can't get so any we sales can't have it. anyone sell it. Yeah, brilliant. So kind of strange, but uh, they are they are for what it's worth more than worth more than six dollars. I did feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel bad though because I did watch a San Jose State game. I checked in on Tim Miles. Their ball is an outdoor ball that's been beat up. You could tell it's been used <laughs> for like three years, and I'm not kidding. Like they that's what they've talked about how before some programs don't have the money to facilitate in. I swear, I, I, I should give Tim Miles a ball. I was about to say, an Evolution's, what, 50 bucks? Yes, yeah, You can't afford 50 it. bucks to get an Evolution? I watched their game, and they used a ball that looked pretty <laughs> Was it one of the really up. dark ones? It was. Have you seen those ones that are, like, slick on the edges? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the texture, yeah. It's Builds like, it's character. Smooth. 
It looks like you're playing street ball. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, and that's what I couldn't I couldn't believe I saw that. But uh, now I really do understand the struggle for Tim Miles out there uh, because apparently they can't afford to get a new ball every so. year. I guess so. <laughs> so that's a little bit frustrating. Uh, again, let's update you on the scores before we go to break here real quick. Uh, I better make sure my scoreboard's updated as well. Uh, at the half, Richmond is upending Iowa Woo! at this point, 29-28. Spiders. I've adopted Iowa. I've turned heel over. <laughs> the last couple have, of weeks, and I, I like have. this Keegan Murray. Who uh, is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? Jordan Bohannon, the most NCAA basketball player ever. <laughs> I keep saying that because he plays more. he's played more games than anybody. Are you nervous and yet, though? six years in college. I'm a little nervous? nervous, yeah. Well, you should be nervous. I was always nervous. Those Spiders. Yeah, the Spiders. 12-seed Richmond. I was always a little nervous about A-10 them. A-10 champs. All I would need to do is get past Richmond, and I think they got smooth sailing <laughs> they got from there to the lead eight. Yeah. Easy. Uh, Tennessee up on Longwood, 75-4. to Forty-four uh, again. That Richmond team now up twenty-nine, twenty-eight at half over Iowa. Baylor just made it final. Uh, the number one seed moves on past Norfolk State, eighty-five to forty-nine. For what it's worth, that game was confusing because Norfolk State was wearing Baylor's colors. They were. <laughs> I did notice that. So I didn't necessarily like that. Avoid that in the future, NCAA. Uh, Providence <laughs> got the win over South Dakota State, 66-57. to Memphis with a 64-53 win over Boise State. And Michigan uh, helps out the Big Ten a bit with a 75-63 lead, or win, actually, excuse me, today over Colorado State. Uh, we'll keep you updated on all the scores all day long. When we come back, uh, let's dive a little bit into the Baker Mayfield drama that's yep. been going on over the last couple of days. A few more chapters added to it, and I'm not sure where it's going next. That's coming <laughs> up next here on, on the uh, Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to coverage of the NCAA Tournament live from Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 